You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where we discuss how to get there. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. Cats are such marvelous pets. Cats are such targets for criticism. Cats have lived as our domestic companions for at least 12,000 years, and most people still don't know how they work. What is going on? It's been going on since the Middle Ages. It's the cat's public relations problem. For instance, I have a confession to make. I am a woman with four cats. And you know what that makes me? A crazy cat lady. Logic has nothing to do with this. Even though I'm happily married, have many lovely friends, and have some accomplishments in life, none of that matters because I am now the stereotype of the bitter, lonely old maid with only her cats for company. The way it seems to work is that one cat could happen to anyone. You know, rescue, brother-in-law moves to Prague, these things happen, no harm no foul. Two cats seems to indicate a disturbing tendency to actually like cats as though, you know, this were a deliberate choice. And three or more cats, the barrel has gone over the falls. We are officially crazy. I have now been slotted into that stereotype of the old maid living alone with her cats, who don't even love her because cats are not capable of love. Now, dogs do not have a public relations problem at all. They are the epitome of loyal friendship. They guide the blind, assist the differently abled, rescue people lost in the woods. They are Rin Tin Tin. They are Lassie. They are Marley. They are the boy and his dog. They are the rock stars of the pet world. This is true even though some people are afraid of dogs. Some unfortunate dogs have been made vicious by cruelty and can injure, even kill people. None of this matters. Dogs have an overall excellent profile in their public relations. A single dog who creates poor publicity just bounces off the image as an aberration. This positive situation is not true for cats. Cats have a very poor public image. In almost any situation, cats are not given the benefit of the doubt. Cats are seen as sneaky, untrustworthy. Whenever there's a villain needed, he usually is petting a cat. And all these things combine in people's heads to make them feel suspicious of cats and not consider them a good pet choice. That is what really affects us as what I call cat appreciators. It's the way cats are considered a second-rate pet. This affects their shelters, their vet care, and their status in society. But this also affects we humans more than we might realize because it makes us second-rate pet people. I think this issue developed because people don't know cats can run two different operating systems. Solitary is their lone hunter mode, where they are suspicious of people or events they don't understand. Social is their trusting mode, 
when they feel comfortable and welcome the new. So often, a cat skeptic tries to rub a cat belly as though it belonged to a Labrador retriever puppy. And then, they tell me, the cat reacts badly to this affectionate gesture. The cat looked at me like it wanted to kill me. Then it ran away like I was being mean. My response is that you were being mean. This is not something a cat welcomes, especially not roughly, and especially not early in the relationship. We have to have some very firm friendship boundaries established before we can maul our cats around in affectionate ways. After all, we would not like our personal parts fondled on first acquaintance, and neither do our cats. The problem is that so many people seem to regard cats as a kind of inadequate dog. And I don't know why, because as soon as we learn to talk, we can tell the difference between a kitty and a doggy. But once we grow up, we seem to be losing this fine discrimination. So when we order cats around and bounce our hand on their head, thinking that's petting, and then the cat responds badly, we act all confused and hurt, and we blame the cat for not being a good dog. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more In a Perfect World. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Cat appreciators seem to recognize they are dealing with a cat. They moderate their movements, they know about friendship gestures, and they establish that equality, which is so important to a good cat relationship. So when we, as cat appreciators, describe funny stories or talk about how much our cats show affection for us, the cat skeptic, who is only familiar with the hostile operating system, thinks we're delusional. But when we are able to tell them, no, no, you're just engaging the wrong operating system, and give them some tips, like giving them a long, slow blink with their eyes, known as a cat kiss, which lets the cat know we have friendly intentions, and not roughhousing with them. Instead, we extend the fist of friendship, which shows a cat that they can pet themselves on our fist and make the petting go at their own pace and at their own level. These are incredibly polite advances to a cat and is sure to be greeted with much more enthusiasm than misbegotten dog techniques. 
One of the ways we can help rehabilitate the cat's public image is to pass along these little tips and tricks. In 30 years of rescuing, rehabilitating, and rehoming thrown away kitties, I've discovered there are no bad cats. There are only misunderstood cats. Years ago, Sigmund Freud asked what was supposed to be a difficult question: What do women want? The answer turned out to be easy. They wanted to be treated like people. Guess what, Doctor Freud? The answer to what do cats want turns out to be exactly the same thing. Cats want to be treated like people. Remember, dogs are great, cats are great, but they are completely different animals who offer completely different experiences. When the first season of the Cat Show, starring Jackson Galaxy, premiered, My Cat from Hell, I was asked, "What causes a cat from hell? It's not bad cats. Jackson is able to fix them. It's not bad people. They obviously love their cat, or they wouldn't put up with the hellish behavior and try to fix it." The core of the problem is bad cat advice. For instance, treating the cat like a dog. These people did that all the time. They were always telling Jackson. So then I punished them for that. It's very important to remember that dogs have some concept of being chastised by a dog who's superior to them in the pack. We should never use punitive methods on dogs. Psychological dog training is far better, rewarding positive behavior. But a cat has an entirely different reward set. The best way to discipline a cat is usually to ask them to do us a favor as a friend. Now, of course, we need to be friends with this cat, but it's such a delightful and easy way of telling our cats what we'd like them to do or not do that it is actually. Far superior to a dog experience, but these people would act very punitive towards their cat, destroy the friendship, and we have to remember that a cat never thinks, "What did I do to trigger this ogre side of my friend?" What the cat is thinking is, "This person has inexplicably gone crazy. I must panic and get out of here as soon as possible." It's not a state suited for thinking, and it's not a state that they're going to connect. With whatever it was they just did, that's because to a cat, wants and needs are the same thing. In their natural environment, their instincts would urge them to do certain things in order to be safe or have lunch, and it worked. So cats do not see anything they're doing as malicious or wrong. We can't either if we're going to discipline them with love and understanding. This seems to tie right into. The way these people would express affection to the cat, which was also based on a dog model, roughhousing or grabbing the cat and holding it like it were a human infant. These are all things that make the cat nervous. You need a very secure situation for both of us to enjoy these kinds of affectionate gestures, and in each case, it has to be moderated by feedback from the cat. But the people seemed insistent on using their favorite methods of affection and not paying any attention to how the cat felt about it. So this also would create a state of anxiety in the cat, and they wouldn't drain that anxious energy from the cat with playtime. I don't understand it. 
But a lot of these people seem astonished when Jackson Galaxy suggests they schedule regular playtime for their cat. Now, I know the cat has a low-maintenance reputation. And certainly, if we get our cat as a kitten or youngster, we do not have to encourage them to play. But all cats need the interaction and enjoyment of playtime. It's a great way to bond with our cat. We have a lot of fun. And it fulfills the cat's needs to discharge their energy. See, we're familiar with the concept of stamina. This is why when we have a dog, especially an active or young dog, we need to play him into the ground. But their energy takes a while to discharge because they are a stamina-based animal with a lot of what they call slow-twitch fibers in their muscles. Cats are the opposite. Cats have a lot of fast-twitch muscles. They are sprinters. Their hunting style is based on lying in wait for as long as it takes, and then ambushing in an explosion of energy. To take care of our cat, we need to recreate the same situation in our own home. So playing with the cat lets them discharge this energy in an explosive way they like best. And the aftermath of these play sessions are a great time to enjoy the cuddling and petting, and low-key affectionate moves, because now the cat doesn't need to discharge their energy. They're happy and relaxed. People also get in trouble when they try to pet the cat, when the cat is in a mood to have their energy discharged. This is why people say, I made an affectionate gesture towards the cat, and they tried to attack me. The cat is expressing a need. We take care of that need. The cat feels happy towards us, favor for a friend, and now we're in to enjoy the affection they feel for us. Another situation that gets these folks into trouble is not understanding the cat's view of territory. One lady in particular had her living room set up as a studio where she did exercise, workshops, and therapy, and she was very annoyed at the way her significant other's cat wished to own these things and was always lying on it and getting in her way. The way Jackson Galaxy solved this problem showed that he understands the cat's psychology. This was a big, important thing in the lady's life. The cat was actually reaching out to form a friendship based on liking the same things. When Jackson Galaxy brought a miniature version of the special exercise equipment in, The cat was thrilled and claimed it for her own. The lady was thrilled because now she had her exercise equipment back. And everyone was happy. This is how to do it. We don't understand territory when we are not giving the cat proper scratching posts in the proper place. A lot of these folks didn't have scratching posts in the room where the cats were scratching the furniture. There's your problem. We can't get a scratching post and put it in the basement. The cat doesn't want to own the basement. Nobody wants to hang out there. The cats need things they own in the house. Cat scratching posts, cat furniture, a good cat tree. This is how cats establish their territorial imperatives happily. They have their furniture. We have our furniture. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more In a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back for more In a Perfect World. Perhaps most significantly, these people with the cats from hell always blamed the cat, not realizing their behavior was what was triggering the cat's bad behavior. Remember, Our cat's bad behavior is simply a reflection of their needs. These folks were doing all the wrong things and blaming the cat for reacting badly to it. So we must remember that the root of all cat misbehavior problems is generally an unmet need. The cat is trying to tell us what they need. This is why I like to say cats come with their own instruction manual. We have a customized, easily accessible manual to making our cats happy and thus well-behaved. We just need to know how to interpret the signals and how to carry out the cat's instructions. If we don't like what we are getting back, we need to change what we are putting forward. Get help with your cats exploding by visiting wayofcats.com and our shop full of herbal cat toys made from the finest organic herbs, which engage our cat's senses, promote play, let them get rowdy and happy, and love to be petted afterwards. Even if your cat doesn't like catnip, we have some custom blends that are sure to make even the most jaded cat a happy cat. One of my biggest drivers in dispensing cat advice is to expand the cat's sphere of influence. One of the things I find puzzling about many sources of cat advice is the attitude. Oh, they are happy to help you solve your cat problems. They might even try to explain why the cat is doing that. But what is always missing seems to be why. Why are you putting up with this behavior? They find the appeal of the cat to be a given. They are always preaching to the choir. These advice sources tend to assume we all have good reasons to love cats. Well, we do. But how about the people who are not already enlightened? How about the people who are currently cat-deprived? We need to let them know what they are missing. I came to cats as an adult. I grew up being told the usual cat prejudices. It was my pleasure to discover that most of what I'd been told was wrong. And I am happy to report that I would never want to live without cats because they are an incredible combination of low maintenance and high engagement, if we do it right. One of the biggest problems cats have transitioning to this happy love state is the transition from kitten to adult cat. Kittens are easy to love. They give their affection freely and... We become 
spoiled because the goal of the cat is to grow up to be an independent adult. And so we find as the cat reaches adolescence that they're not coming around as much. They seem to be getting aloof. And if we think this is just the way cats are and resign ourselves to a distant relationship, we're going to be missing out on the full depth of the cat experience. Because the cats are not trying to pull away from us. The cats are playing the affection game I call cat poker. The whole point is to hide and show your cards. The whole point is to see them and raise them. This is because cats are seeking a level of trust in the relationship. They gave it away as kittens, but now, just like all of us, they've gotten more mature and wish to test its strength and reassure themselves that they are loved. So when we miss the cat, go find the cat. Give them a little rub on the head. Don't disturb their sleep. Don't pick them up from what they're doing, but just do a little I'm thinking of you cat kiss or extend our fist to let them rub their chin on. Now you've seen them and raised them. Now it is the cat's turn to appear. Be interested in what we're doing. Maybe rub our ankles. Maybe talk a little. Ah, the cat has responded. They've seen us and raised us. Now it is our turn. Cats never get tired of playing cat poker. Throughout the relationship, we can keep raising the stakes. We can keep our cat relationship growing in enjoyment. But we must know that the myth about, you know what's wrong with a kitten? They grow up to be a cat is wrong. It's all from people not understanding cat poker and not playing the game of mutual regard. This is how we build our friendship. This is how we strengthen our relationship. This is how we have our pet loving us and getting us to love them more in return. There's nothing better than that. I think a lot of people don't think further than the obvious when they deal with the cat because they are aware they're getting a low maintenance pet. This makes them think they're getting a low feedback pet when this isn't true. Cats have the advantage of relying on their setup for their basic needs and then they take care of them themselves, like feeding themselves without eating all the food at once and using their own litter box that we can clean at a time and place of our choosing. They're very convenient that way. Cats are also small, quiet, and relatively unobtrusive to the neighbors. I think this is why cats are the pet of the future. More and more people are going to have the spaces and places where a cat would fit better. They have demands on their time. They have to adjust around long stretches away from home or even weekends away. And they need a pet that adapts to that better than a dog. So many people wish they had a loving and enjoyable pet and think only a dog will provide the closeness they crave when a cat would do wonderfully well. So this is how 
we can get all those homeless cats out of the shelters and into the arms of somebody who will appreciate them by letting people know how wonderful cats are and the ways to get them that way. So that's all for this week. If you crave more, see all my articles at wayofcats.com. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.